Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Today, I thought, because you suggested it, we would talk about middle-aged stereotypes. Yeah, because I think it's a problem. When you first suggested it, I thought, one of my favourite bands. And then I realised that that was the stereophonics. (laughs) But that's a middle-aged problem, getting words wrong, wrong, tripping over words. Tripping over things and misunderstandings. Yeah. I think the world is moving at such a pace. And people keep making up words as well. And blending words. (laughs) Blob, blob. (laughs) Yes, like the flower pot men. Sometimes it is difficult. You don't really quite work out what people are talking about. Or they make acronyms for things. A terrible acronym. uh, Isn't that near Manchester? It is. Just, or is that Accrington? I don't get that, though. Why? It's like we are too busy to say all of the words and therefore we will give it an acronym and make ourselves all feel smug and knowing. No, don't. Just sound yeah. lazy. Sometimes it's such a mouthful to say the full title. Well, it is, isn't it? Isn't Say you were having a do where the royal family were coming mm. and you were about to make a speech. Yeah. I'd like to thank... Her Royal Highness this and His Royal Highness that and so by the time you'd finished introducing them, you'd have run out of time. Yeah, but you can't turn around and go, I'd like to thank HRH and HR him. It's a bit of a tongue twister. And HR. HRH. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's not gonna work. Uh, But then I I can't beat up acronyms because our podcast is one (laughs) mammal. Well, modern age, middle life. But a mammal is a middle-aged person that's trying to work their way through society, through modern life and the challenges about it. Well, I always say modern aged, middle life. I never say mammal. Well, I think we're going to get followings. Yeah. Followings. <laughs> the people that are mammals. That's slightly scary. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. I saw a fox last night, actually. Did Quite you? Quite a young one. Lovely. See, again, that's a, this is a modern age, middle life thing to do, right? Random subject matter. I've noticed this. It's almost like... Like you're playing your own personal game of catchphrase. Say what you see. So I said out loud this morning in the car, oh, that tree's fallen down. Now I'd like to see the person driving had seen that and didn't need my commentary. Yeah. But random things like you just said, I saw a fox last night. Who gives yeah. a fox? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's random. They're called non sequiturs, aren't they, really? What, foxes? <laughs> Probably. As they go looking around, snuffling in leaves, looking just, for a bit uh, of cat when food. When did we start doing that? Because I swear I didn't do it when I was younger. Well, just I didn't know you when you were younger. I didn't know you when you were younger. No, you didn't. No, I think people have always done it. But it seems to be an older person thing. I remember sitting in the back of a cab once when my mum was chatting about how different the bushes on the roadsides in Italy were to the bushes on the roadsides in the United Kingdom. Yeah. My Lord, it was a very long journey. I could imagine. But don't let's get caught in that idea that we live longer now than people did in the Middle Ages. Yeah, no, I get that. But I just think there are certain stereotypes around being middle-aged, like boring, non-interesting conversational pieces like, oh, that tree's fallen down over there, to buying yourself a sports car. Whenever you see a nice car on the road, there's always an old bloke driving it, or an old woman. I think it's because they believe that they haven't got that long left and they've always wanted a nice sports car or whatever, so they better get one now because they don't know how much time they've got But they've, they've also got, got the money to buy one. Well, if... perhaps. Not always. <laughs> well, yeah, true. It's on tick, isn't it? Have you ever seen... I've seen a 20-year-old get out of a Porsche. Yeah. First thing I thought, drug dealer. Really? <laughs> Stereotypes. 
That's a young stereotype. Are we just doing general stereotypes or middle-aged stereotypes? <laughs> just, a, just a 20-year-old sort of uh, clean-cut white lad in a Porsche, just went drug dealer yeah. or footballer. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. decide. I find that people think that you're interested in a last chance saloon. Yeah. So perhaps things like, oh, well, you're getting to middle age, so you probably want to do scuba or something. And if you don't want to do things like scuba, how about looking at this retirement home? <laughs> <laughs> where they've got an indoor pool. <laughs> yeah, indoor pool. And people who you can chat to, but they I, probably won't chat to you. No. I get that because you're at a stage in your life when you're still physically able enough to go and do bits and pieces. And you do have a bit more money than you used to have in your 20s. So you've got a bit more disposable income. But I never thought that I would become the middle-aged stereotype. But a couple of years ago, I did buy myself a two-seater convertible, even though there are three people in my family. And it wasn't because I wanted my daughter to experience what it was like to travel in the boot of a car on a regular basis. <laughs> I wanted to have a nice car you see, and I wanted I to be a little bit selfish I misunderstood this stuff when somebody said to me I've got a two-seater convertible and there were three in the family I thought they meant it was convertible to three-seater no <laughs> well it is it's more like a third seat is a lie-down option with no window a lie-down option in the boot <laughs> in the boot <laughs> okay hmm. so I wanted a nice car I'd worked hard I was the main breadwinner. Oh, you've hit on the pet subject there. Oh. What? When people say I've worked hard. Yeah. Ha have they? I or have. Or have they just done long hours? I've done long hours. I've and had to put up with insufferable people. I deserve a nice car. Is it hard though? Or is it just is long it? hours oh, and some sort of... some of the nonsense in the office chit-chat that I've had to sit through. Yeah. Proper first world problems. Oh gosh. You know. Like... Oh, the heater on my swimming pool's broken. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. He must be having a terrible existence. We had a conversation with someone who had three Ferraris, a Porsche, mm. there was a Land Rover in the drive and a BMW. Mm. So you'd think fairly wealthy. Yeah. And you'd think they'd be saying, I've made it. I am the happiest person. I've made it. But no, the daughter got bullied at school yeah. because her dad didn't pick her up in a helicopter. It's your boy! Just a Ferrari. And the person said to me, the trouble is, even if you've got the helicopter, then you're picked on by the people whose dad have got the yacht. Two questions there, uh -huh. right? How do you pick <clears throat> someone up from a landlocked school in a yacht? That's number one. And number two is, if everyone's picking up in a helicopter, you would need multiple helipads. I think they did have a system. It was terrible. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. I parked my Morris Thousand van around the corner. <laughs> did you? <laughs> but it stood out. <laughs> Next to all the helicopters. Yeah. But each of those people will say they've worked hard. Yeah. Presumably what they mean is they've been doing something they're not really happy doing. So if they're not happy doing it, then well, that's Well, none of us hard. are truly happy in our job. You do what you've got to do to I'm, make money. I don't think and so. And then you do the stuff that you like to do. If you get it really, really right and you are very, very, very lucky, then you will find a job that pays you a decent salary and is something that you actually like doing. But very rarely does anyone find that. It used to be, right, my parents' generation, you trained in one career, so my dad trained as a solicitor, and he was a solicitor all of his life until he retired, and mm -hmm. then he became a wino. So, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was the same all the way along. What sort of sleeping bag career. did he have? Or didn't he go the full wino <laughs> no. route? Even a solicitor. Okay. He could be a wino and still be considered sociable. So now, our generation, 
you start off in one career, you train at college, university, whatever it is you've done, and then you deviate and you change and you move. I trained in theatre. I can't act. I had to make a life choice. (laughs) (laughs) Be an out-of-work actor, like lots of other out-of-work actors, but have the advantages that I really couldn't act. Or become a salesperson, because I was quite good at that. And those roles were flexible all the time. Well, my life path became what it was uh, due to jealousy. When on a Wednesday afternoon, Steve, somebody or other, was never at work. Mm. And I said, how come Steve whatever, is never at work on a Wednesday. And they said, oh, because he goes swimming. And I said, what? are we allowed to take the afternoon off? They said, well, we're not, because we're salaried staff, but he's a contractor. <gasps> ah. So within months, I was a contractor. Good for you. And I never, ever became employed again. But loads more people are going down that route. Mm. They're being consultants, they're being contractors, because they want the flexibility. I don't want to sit in an office from eight in the morning till seven at night. I discovered I didn't really want to swim. (laughs) (laughs) But they wouldn't take me back. No. You you go off. You're not coming in here in your skimpy (laughs) swimwear. With your swimmers here, go home. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so working hard, I'm sorry, I had to just no, stand in there. I think, I think you've raised a really good point, actually. Everybody would say they've worked hard. No, some people wouldn't. Well, very some few. Some people are life slackers. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but whether they are or not isn't whether they say they are. Yeah, true. If you said to somebody, do you think you've worked hard? And they'd probably say, yeah, you know. Like firemen often are said to work really hard, shifting mm. people who trap themselves with wardrobes and things like that. Previous podcasts. We'll have to get a system. Where we'll we can have to have relate. a reference. Yeah, a reference yeah. system. Anyway, that was the Trapped with the Wardrobe Fireman episode. <laughs> but I've had people saying to me, firemen, they deserve the pay rise because they work so hard. Mm. Well, obviously they do when they're out flaming yeah, buildings. high risk, high But then risk people say, uh, I'll spend half their life around a pool table and drinking waiting coffee. Waiting for the alarm to waiting go Waiting for the fire. It's not their fault that people aren't setting fire to their houses as regularly as they used to. Yeah, but could you say they're working hard when they're just standing around drinking tea? No. No, but I think their jobs are high risk and that yeah, kind of... Yeah, high risk, that's not hard. But then you could argue a job that has you at your desk all day. You're really working hard, you're using your brain. Yeah. Well, but you're my... not curing anything or saving anything. Obviously or... my desk's hard, otherwise the paper would fall just drop through off. it. But no, you're right, yeah. But I still believed I worked hard. I just think I the word... Put, I had to put up with a lot, let's change yeah, it to that's that. that's it. It's meaningless because everybody yeah. says hard. yeah. I'd had to put up with an awful lot of You think your job was frustrating, perhaps. Yes, and I wasn't happy. So I thought, I'm getting paid a lot of money not to be happy, so I'm going to treat myself. And you know what? When you see people in sports cars and you do think, ah, but are they happy? Do you know what? If it's a nice one and purrs like a kitten, yeah, do you know what? For 10 minutes every day I used to drive to the train station in it, I was happy. I couldn't do that, you see. I couldn't do 10 minutes of happiness. I have to have the whole day. Again, greedy. I'm clearly a greedy person. (laughs) I'd just be sitting in the car Although I'm not into cars, so it wouldn't be a car. No, you just so I'd wouldn't. Be sat- and you, you don't leave the house, you'd just no. be sat in it in the drive. <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more after He's your doing dad's. it again, Beryl. He's out in the drive in his car, <laughs> just sat there having a sandwich. I'm going to go 
on eBay and buy your dad's unused <laughs> sleeping bag. I don't need the wine. I just have the sleeping bag, thank you. Be quite, just sit in the car. Quite comfy, just hanging around. But it is a stereotype, isn't it? And I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's the fact that you're very aware that you're in the middle of your life now. Mm. And if you're lucky, you're going to get another session of 40, 50 years. And if you're unlucky, and if, you know, the weather's bad, you might only get another 20 minutes. <laughs> um, I think of a friend of mine who looked at moths. She was in a laundrette. I'm frightened about the quality of your friends. She was scared of moths, so she was staring at this moth that was banging around the light yeah. in the laundrette, and she nearly jumped out of her skin when somebody tapped her on the shoulder and said to her, moths, is it? Clearly had been watching her for some time and realised she was scared of moths. Yeah. So I think that people observe other people's fears, loathing and so on. So when you say my job was really frustrating, mm. I feel like saying, for who? Oh, you're still on that you, one, are you? You or your cat. Oh, my Lord, I thought we'd moved on. <laughs> well, no, we're back there, are we? OK. <laughs> it's a boomerang. A boomerang <laughs> conversation. All right. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, try, try and find I your path. you were going to go along the lines of... This is why you should never make assumptions as to where another person's brain is going to go. Because oh, we all perceive things in a different way. I thought you were going to have, like, a near-death experience with that moth story. No. But you blatantly didn't. No. In fact... <laughs> it wasn't even a harrowing end to it. But what I could say is that when middle-aged people meet, sometimes I have heard this, somebody's walking along, they sit down and go, oh, and somebody mm. goes, oh, knees is it, like moths is it, knees is it, and it's like, oh, because it's all the ailments start coming out. You become aware that you're not as physically able. You don't yeah. become suddenly paralysed, but... Yeah. Going up the stairs, you suddenly go, oh, I'm a bit out of breath. Uh, your knee hurts, your back hurts. Yeah. So do you have a sense of your own mortality? Oh, yeah. Often when people ask me to do things, I think, am I dead already? <laughs> <laughs> what are they asking you to do? Can you just try out this coffin for me? <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> am I dead already? Yeah, see, that's the sort of job I might quite like, coffin tester. <laughs> coffin be, tester. That would be quite a pleasant job, I can imagine. Not if you got a bad back. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I can imagine there's loads of rules and regulations would come with oh, that yeah. job. Like, yeah. you're not allowed to drink in the coffin. What? Be warned. Not suitable for claustrophobics. Yeah. I think as we get to this point in life, aches and pains, you've probably seen or experienced death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not suggesting you get to middle age and become a mass murderer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the frustrations of the job I was I doing. I think that one of the worst moments in my life was when I did go to that wormery that I occasionally mention in these podcasts. <laughs> and instead of it having a million worms there, not that anybody wants to watch them. The... Who counts a million worms? Well, it's just an estimate. It might be a one and a half million might be 700,000. A lot of worms. But instead of that, not one worm. Mm. Apparently you can sometimes get this. It's like, like lemmings worm over Armageddon. a cliff. The worms have all decided enough and they're not there. Amazing. I mean, you can look around if you hear a rustling noise, but it's just a blue tit playing in the branches. <laughs> I think... often look out my window and hope to see a blue tit playing in the branches. <laughs> yes. You think to yourself, other worms just playing a little prank on me. <laughs> They're all hiding around <laughs> yeah. the back of the yeah, compost. Like, You're like, anyone about... there? We'll jump yeah. out at him. <laughs> it's about time he comes and gives us all the food. So <laughs> let's play a little trick. So where They'll were you go. going with this tangent? <laughs> on your own. <laughs> on my own. <laughs> on your own. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I'm not, I can't even save you here. It was about uh, stereotypes. We were yeah. generally talking. We seem to have veered away from do stereotypes see, a little bit. Do you bit. see middle-aged stereotypes in male friends of yours? You know, like hair transplants and toupees, that sort of thing. I think a lot of people think, oh, it's all going away, so I need to appear younger. Mm. With men and women, they will try to do things. That's why there's been a big rise in people getting injections to stop lines on their face and this, that and the other, so that when you speak to them, you're not sure if... They've had a stroke or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like, no lines, no this, no that. And people who perhaps are stick thin say, no, I've got to diet, I don't want to put on weight. But actually it's proven if you're fatter, you look younger. And well, do you yeah. know why it's been proven? Because when I look in the mirror, I look younger. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Dr. Fatty, who's <laughs> just brought out the new Hello. diet plan. Is that plan. Fatty Fatty Boom Boom? Yes, <laughs> the new diet plan. Make yourself look younger. Eat chips. <laughs> I think middle-aged people feel safer because they've gone through a lot of the high-risk stuff that younger mm. people go. So, you know, drugs, a lot of young men get stabbed out in the town centre, getting drunk, and they get into an argument over it. Or hit. Let's go with hitting. Because I don't think... Well, I don't know if stabbing's widespread. Well, I don't think as a percentage of the population. Well, you're right, though. Young people get stabbed. Very rarely do old people get stabbed. Generally... You don't hear of two 50-year-old men in the slug and lettuce having a to-do and pulling out kitchen knives. Yeah. Why I not? was going to go with switchblades, but actually most stabbings occur with kitchen utensils. Why, why not worm and lettuce? <laughs> but, OK, I won't, I won't develop that one. I think older people are safer, whether they feel it or not, I don't know, but I think generally, as they're out and about, they're safer. It might be because they don't keep those unsavoury hours, you know, they're not out partying yeah. at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, I don't generally. know. Because, again, going back to midlife crisis if i get on a flight to ibiza for the closing parties these days it's full of people my age 40 50 year olds they've got more money to spend they're going there to get drunk to stay up until three four five seven in the morning they're doing cocaine they're doing speed really they're reliving yeah because they're reliving their younger years with more money but this is a facebook type effect where all the young people have left facebook so the yeah. young people don't want to go to ibiza it's like no that's well old they are reliving their youth they're reminding themselves i'm not dead yet okay yeah i, I do that regularly by eating a burger off a van down the side of the motorway <laughs> <laughs> i'm not dead yet <laughs> i think a big stereotype that goes on about middle-aged people is they are getting into hobbies like gardening and cooking and all and, those and stuff. that you want to go to the garden center i do find myself at the garden center quite regularly which i do find disturbing because hmm. I never used to go to a garden centre before. Do you go to garden centres? I used to when I was younger. <laughs> well, Trawling the aisles. <laughs> sort of exploring plants and getting to know plants. Really? Things. Yeah, because I come from oh I come God, from I concrete can't land. Yeah, but you ever you got come, married? You come from a posh area, don't you? All Surrey and all plants and things. Remember, I was the person who used to call a cotoniaster. Cotoniaster. Wasn't she the lead singer of something? <laughs> I think she might have been. I used to call it Cottonister. If you just read it, it's Cottonister. So I had no experience of all of these different plants and So stuff. what, you'd wander the aisles in a garden It was my centre. university of life. Was it? It's where I discovered worms. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wormeries and all that sort of I stuff. I am frightened sometimes. <laughs> the big thing I've discovered, middle-aged people want to do, is learn a musical instrument. Yes. Go back. I'm glad time. you've mentioned that. Yeah. Because I've brought something in a bag. 
Oh, God. <laughs> and cake? I've not lit it this time and put it outside oh, your front cake. door. No, not cake. That's another thing, actually. Yeah, musical instrument, but going and eating cake. Yeah. Going out to have a cup of tea and cake. Or coffee and cake. Why? Because it's nice. <laughs> I, I know, but know. when did it become something you go, do you know what? I quite fancy doing that. Well, when I was younger, That's I know we'd I all bag, go out to a way. cafe. Usually hungover, though. It was a hangover oh, cure. Yes, thank you. You'd yeah. go and you'd have a fry up because yeah. you had a hangover. Anything, actually. You wouldn't go. Yeah. Because you wanted a slice of Victoria sponge. And a conversation. Well, me and my three friends occasionally do go, <laughs> if we can all make it together. 98% of them would rather have a bit of cake. <laughs> I'm going to work that out. I'll, I'll, report, I'll report back in a future episode. What about the idea that middle-aged people are more knowledgeable or wiser because they've got experience? My experience, mm. not... Not no, the case, my experience, really. definitely not. I think they become quite judgmental, she says, and quite closed off to new opportunities. I find that some people, their worlds seem to get smaller or they want their worlds to get smaller. Mm. They want to be comfortable, so it means they're a lot less flexible. And people start to say, oh, I need to get back by such and such a time. Why? I'm uncomfortable driving in the dark. Oh, a lot of people do yeah. say that, and I've heard that from a few different people. When did people. you go from, I'll drive anywhere to get out of the house away from my parents, to yeah. after six o'clock, I'm sorry, I can't get behind the wheel? I've occasionally worried about driving in the dark and then realise I've got my sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where, really where you're going, is it? Yeah, just stuff like that. Those behaviours make you appear old. That yeah. makes you look old, which is why what I've brought in the bag will make me look 16 again. Oh, wow. Are we going to reveal? Yeah, shall I show you what's in my bag? Okay. Yeah, lucky, you know. the, like, do you I haven't got to... a colostomy. <laughs> shall I show you what's in my bag? No, you're fine. <laughs> um, so I decided, I've always wanted to, to play the guitar. Oh. And I decided I was going to treat myself to a guitar. Because let's be honest, I think everyone should be Brian May. And so does Anita Dobson. So that works quite well. So this is what I bought. Oh, oh get your hand, get a your guitar. hand on, my, uh, a guitar. on my shaft there, Graham. An, an epic. Yes, so I just bought a guitar kit. Is it in oh. tune? I don't even know if it's in tune. I can play about five chords. So when I was a kid at school and I had shoplifter's hands, mm -hmm. which I still do as I got older, I've got short fingers and a normal sized hand. The music department unilaterally said, you'll never be able to play an instrument. I was like, really? I'm going to yeah. show you. Yeah. So I learnt the coolest instrument I possibly could get my hands on, and that was the flute. <laughs> okay. And I got to grade eight, and then when I've proved my point, I'll move on. But the actual instrument I always wanted to play was the guitar, uh -huh. which is even harder with short fingers. So I can do four chords. Oh, and which are the four chords you can I don't do? I know, one of them might be a G. <laughs> Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the sound of an electric guitar. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Isn't it? So this is your... This is my middle this is you this is, So I've this got is the not, sports car. This is, I've got a guitar. I've gone so back you're to stand-up comedy three years ago. I've changed my life completely. And, yeah. So this and is I've you, stopped drinking at lunchtime. I am probably middle-aged now. Yeah. A lot of people, though, at middle age don't actually learn the instrument. They, what do you mean? Well, they get the instrument, but they don't actually learn it, whereas you're, you're learning chords. So I've you're, got a book. So you're not really middle-aged because you're actually I'm, doing it. 
Well, I'm trying. And instead of wanting a sports car, you've actually got a sports car. Yeah. So that's not the stereotypical middle-aged person. I think the stereotypical middle-aged person is it's all a fantasy. Really? really. I think so. I thought so. we went out and did it. No, did no. I not read the brief right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> you didn't read it till the end. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's advertised to speak all this stereotypical thing? Like I say, I started getting leaflets about retirement homes. I'm <gasps> like, what? The first time somebody stopped me in a high street and asked me if I wanted life insurance, I was mortified. Probably yeah. only about 26. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you notice your post starts to change. Do young people get post? I mean, I don't know. I don't Perhaps know. that's a middle-aged thing. Yeah. Perhaps there's a cut-off date nowadays. Anybody who's 38, you're not going to get any post. I don't you know. know. I honestly mail. don't know. Is it advertisers that invented the stereotypical middle-aged person to sell youthful cosmetics? Yeah, it's to try and make us buy stuff, isn't it? But um, I don't want a bath that opens on the side or a mechanism that helps me scrub between my toes just yet. No, but I that's not middle-aged. You see, that's sort of pretty old age, isn't it? The... Yeah, but that's what I'm getting bombarded with in the post. Well, the same with retirement homes. Oh, yeah, I get leaflets about that as well. I'm not ready yet. No. Can you imagine one of those conversations that people have and they say, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a flower arranger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to be? Stand-up comedian. Fantastic. <laughs> Anyone here got a job that's going to actually make some money? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't fancy doing charity skydive things. No. Again, well, this is a middle-aged bucket list ticking exercise. I want to do a skydive and I want to do it sponsored for a charity. I get the raising money for charity because that's lovely, but I do think you're just beckoning to death early. I feel uncomfortable about being strapped close to somebody else's body. <laughs> In case, in case something's prodding you in the back, and no, you're thinking, either. I'm really uncomfortable, but I don't say anything. I don't want to do an Iron Man. An Iron Man. Oh, one of those keep fit challenges. Yeah, I don't want to run through the desert. These are all things I don't have any no. interest in doing. What about people who uh, want to do something really new, like change career paths? I did that too. Uh, what? Well, I gave up a good job. I yeah. left to go and do stand-up comedy and hang on, be hang poor. On. I worked for one of the biggest companies in the world. But you didn't like it. But I hated it. I was a miserable sin. But you just said it was a good job. That's what I was picking yeah. up. So it wasn't oh, a good no, job. Was it was a horrible job. By, well paid. by other people's well paid. assumptions yeah. or aspirations, when I left, they were very much like, how could you have given that up? That's a really amazing job to have. I decided poverty. Yeah. <laughs> and creativity Pos were my future. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> my parents were so proud. It's <laughs> <laughs> your dad and got a bottle of wine on you. Have you? And... Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum.